beautiful thing about the Bible is that there's something there for all ages and all levels of understanding, right? So the basic message of Christianity is as simple, uh, simple enough for children to understand. But we, the more that we know the Lord and we more that we study the Bible, we realize how much more there is to know. And so the simple truths are good, uh, good for all ages. Hello and welcome to Theology on the Go. My name is Jonathan Master, joined as always by my good friend and co-host James Dolezal. James, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm reminded that we are the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. And so in that confessional tradition, we also catechize, and that will be our topic today. Yes, that it is. It's right in our wheelhouse because we are here to discuss a book that actually has multiple authors. It's entitled Glorifying and Enjoying God, 52 Devotions Through the Westminster Shorter Catechism, published by RHB in Grand Rapids, but we have one of the authors here with us, William Bookestein. And so, Bill, thank you for joining us today and giving us a few minutes of your time. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Well, I I, I want to ask a, a little question about the, the Shorter Catechism in general. I, I think that many of our listeners will be familiar with the Shorter Catechism. These are devotions on the Shorter Catechism, but let's take a step back and maybe you can describe for us the the basic outline of why we have a Westminster Shorter Catechism, what was its origin and intent? Sure. So this catechism was composed at the Westminster Assembly in the mid-1600s, uh, in part mainly to try to provide uh, cohesiveness in the British church. And um, but this particular catechism is meant to simplify the truths that uh, that were developed and, and put forward by that assembly uh, through the confession of faith and the larger catechism. So the thought is, we need to know God. We need to know what scripture teaches. And that is set forth in more detail in the larger catechism and the confession of faith. But children need to understand God as well, need to know the Lord, need to understand what the Lord requires of them. And so this catechism is um, a, a much briefer form of uh, the basics of the Christian faith that the divine thought would be good for children as well, not just not just older people. So when you were um, and you and your fellow authors were writing this devotional, is were, were did you also have children in mind? Was that was that kind of the audience you were envisioning? It, it is. Yeah, we so we want to have this uh, have these devotionals to be useful for family worship, um, for use in. Um, maybe t teaching throughout the week to start with uh, these chapters. So we've got 52 chapters. We took the uh, questions of the catechism, divided them into 52 themes. And, um, and so, yeah, we want, you know, so beautiful thing about the Bible is that there's something there for all ages and all levels of understanding, right? So the basic message of Christianity is as simple, uh, simple enough for children to understand, but we, the more that we know the Lord and we more that we study the Bible, we realize how much more there is to know. And so the simple truths are good, uh, good for all ages. Bill, let's talk about the order, uh, not just of your book, but of the catechism itself, because you mentioned with your fellow authors in the introduction that sometimes you can come to the catechism and maybe don't exact don't immediately see the rhyme and the reason. 
why why is it distributed the way it is why is it laid out the way it is is it just you know a stream of consciousness one one good question deserves another or is there is there more of a architectonic uh structure the reader that people who use it should be aware of yeah no that's a great question so the i think the first question and answer probably are very well known among among some of us, what is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So the catechism aims to be like the Bible as a summary of the Bible to be all about God. And so we need to to know the Lord. We need to glorify him. We are made to enjoy him. And so if the catechism is all about God, um, we need to know two main things, which is sort of the big structure of the of the catechism, which is first, what do we have to know about God? And then what? how do we live to the honor of God? What, what do we actually do based on what we know? And so this is, I love this layout because it's, it's sort of, um, this is how we, I mean, it makes sense to us in terms of our relationships with, with other people as well. So um, I, I, I want to know the people that I love. I want to know my wife. I want to get to know her better and understand who she is. And then I want to serve her in ways that are, that flow from what I know about her. And so something, something like that is, is set before us in this catechism as well, that, um, so, so we need to know the Lord. We need to, um, as he's revealed himself to us, uh, we need, we need to know him. So, um, we've got sort of, um, a, a redemptive history laid out for us in the first part of the catechism. What, what, uh, uh, you know, what has God done? He's, he's made all things. Um, he has then sent a savior to us to minister to us in our sin. And he's given us all of the means by which we can grow in, in godliness. And, and so based on all of that, how should we now live? That's the second part of the catechism. So there's very much a rhyme and a reason, uh, movement from, um, from, from knowing God to what will you do now that you know this? What is your response to the Lord? It makes me think of that statement from Calvin near the beginning of his institutes that nearly all of our knowledge consists really of two things of God and of ourselves. And I think he means ourselves in relation to him. Uh, and so this is this is some you know, a little downstream from Calvin in the Reformed tradition, but it seems like that's still the framework uh, for the training of Christians. Yeah, no, I think I think you're exactly right. We can't know ourselves apart from God. If we're made in the image of God. <laughs> Uh, one theologian, Louis Burkhoff, said that we're, in a sense, copies of God, not not essentially, but we're made off that pattern. And so um, we, we can't know ourselves if we don't know the, the pattern that we're made uh, in, from in, in his likeness. And so um, and we're all striving for self-knowledge. Right. We that's that's basic to humanity. I need to know, uh, you know, if I don't know myself, I don't know what to do in this world. I don't know what I'm for. I don't know how to enjoy, you know, to, to do things that will truly satisfy me. And so this theology is good for us. I mean, we believe it's true, first of all, uh, because it reflects the scriptures, but it's actually good for our own flourishing. I love how um, the, the divines include enjoyment of God in that answer to that first question. Um, we'll, and, and the relationship between the two, we, we must glorify God but that's actually how we're going to enjoy him because it's how we were made to flourish. You, you and each of your co-authors 
were familiar with the teaching of the Shorter Catechism prior to writing this. It obviously had been influential in each of your lives, and which which is why you wanted to 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 reflect on it. But I'm wondering as you as you put together these reflections and presumably tested them out on 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 children in your life. Um, but as you went through and tried to digest the teaching of the Shorter Catechism yet again for this project, what were some of the main things that that you you noticed or main things that influenced you that perhaps you hadn't seen or hadn't seen with quite as much clarity in the past? Well, that's a great question. So I, um, I've grown up in and presently pastor in a continental reformed church. Uh, so I'm a little bit more steeped in the three forms of unity in particular, the Heidelberg catechism. So, um, which is, which, uh, I think is partly why we were influenced to organize this study into 52, uh, subjects, which is how the Heidelberg catechism is, is organized as well. Uh, but just makes sense also. Um, so, so, but I should just back up a little bit to that great question, Jonathan, and say that our congregation, even though we have a, a, a somewhat a slightly different uh, confessional history, we've been so edified over the years by studying the the shorter catechism. We're we're presently uh, studying the Confession of Faith together as a congregation, and we found it to be so wonderfully complementary to uh, the truths that we've been confessing already as a congregation on uh, three forms of unity. So, so that first, and so for, but for us, it's been, it's, it's been uh, a, a, a reminder of how the, the, the truths of the Reformation tradition are so beautifully harmonious, for, you know, regardless of the particular tradition that we find ourselves in. So that that's one. Um, but, but the other thing I, I, I'll take one example. And that is, uh, if we, if you look at the, uh, the law section on the 10 commandments, um, so th- this, this, the, the regular questions about the Ten Commandments are: What is the commandment? What is required? What is forbidden? And what is the reason given? And I just think that that uh, that simplicity of w- what is it that God expects of us? What is required? What is forbidden? And then why? What is the logic behind it? What is the the reasons annexed? Is the language used? But um, and I think so that that's helpful for. For all of us, I think our, our children um, r- rightly are asking about rules, not only in the scriptures, but in our homes as they grow older. Why are we doing this? Right. What is the purpose of this? And I love that the catechism explains that. So God has the right to make rules that we don't uh, we don't have to understand. We, we don't have to be given reasons for why they are good. But he's gracious enough to say for this reason. So honor your father and your mother, right? He could say that's that's it, just honor. But he says, so that you may enjoy a good and profitable life. And so I think that um, the the attachment of a of an of an encouragement to 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 be godly, to to fulfill the calling that God has given to us. I, I just find that really, uh, uh, you know, one example of something that I've I've reappreciated about this this catechism. Let's come into the structure of the book itself. You've bro- you've broken it up into 52 uh, sections. I, I see that even though you're in the continental tradition, you've resisted titling them Lord's Day 1, Lord's Day 2, though I'm sure for you that was a great temptation. Um, what uh, Basically, what is the layout? I think some of our listeners are going to want to know, is this something that they can use either in private devotions, Sunday school classes? Uh, in our church in the past, we've had um 
times where we just take a question from the shorter catechism and spend a 15 minute short exposition devotion on it at the beginning of adult Sunday school each week. Could this work? Could this book work for that kind of setting? What should readers expect to find? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that, so the, the reflections are, are fairly brief. Um, probably it's, you know, 10, 10 minute read per, per chapter or something like that. And so um, what we're trying to do in each of these chapters is to take the themes and um, try to engage them as, as a whole uh, and then bring in some of the scripture text. So we don't have the, we don't have the, the, the scripture text of the confession. We just thought it, it just, I mean, there's so many. I mean, I, I was pointing out to someone in a new members class this week as we were looking at the confessions of faith. Um, when you look at the books that have the proof text included, the proof texts are, first of all, usually in a smaller font and take up 80% of the page. <laughs> and so, so I just say that, first of all, it, would, it just wouldn't have been conducive to include all of those texts for space reasons. But I say, look how encouraging this is for people who say that confessions are not, uh, you know, it's something other than the Bible. It's a distraction from the scriptures. Um, it's it's mostly pointing us to the word of God. And, and much of the, the, the catechism is actually an exposition of the word of God. If you think about it as the second half, at least, being the Lord's Prayer and the Ten Commandments, it's just it's just exposition. So, so I think very much that 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 was our hope that we could take these topics and um, open them up so that people could so that we could understand them better. And then, yeah, so adult Sunday school personal devotions. We've we've wanted to balance, um, you know, sort of a an understanding a. a uh, you know, sort of a head knowledge, which is essential for, for all true knowledge with what does this mean for our walk with the Lord? And so an uh, emphasis on, on application and, um, and, and practice of these truths is, is part of, part of what we're trying to do here. And I can see that you have, with your other authors, have have woven in so many of the proof texts into those sort of more prosaic uh, paragraph explanations. Uh, so it's not that the proof texts are missing, that they're kind of worked into the explanation very naturally. That that exactly was the hope, because, because um, we want, so it's interesting that, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, we look at the catechism as sort of like a, like a roadmap to the Bible, right? And so we don't, the last thing we wanted to do was kind of do our own thing, uh, you know, bring in our own ideas, uh, you know, and, and tragically miss the, the thing that the catechism is meaning to do, which is point us to the word of God. And so that's, you know, this, the, this early on, the question is asked, what rule has God given us to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him? And the answer is the Bible. So from the very second question, we're, we're pointed to the word of God. And so we really want this, this, this book to be a guide. Yeah, some, somewhat it's a guide to the catechism, but, but really it's a guide to the, to the truths of scripture, a summary of the word of God that is um, instructional and devotional. Well, that may be the best note for us to end on, Pastor Bookestein. Thank you for giving us your time today. And thanks for your work with your with your co-authors on this little little booklet. I, I think it's going to be very helpful for, for families. I can envision it in a number of contexts, as James outlined and as you've outlined as well. So thanks for giving us your time, and, and thank you for your work. I appreciate you both and the time you've given us, and uh, God bless you both. Thank you, Bill. All right. Take care, guys. Well, James, uh, there, there were we could have gone chapter by chapter through this and and um, it would have been 
a, a, a good use of our time because it's it's just a useful, easily accessible little book, uh, particularly for those who want to use the catechism for for more than just learning it. Although we 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 would commend that, or particularly if you have children, just teach them the catechism. It's 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 very it's very doable. And even if you didn't grow up in, a, in an environment where this kind of thing was done, it is very doable. But this this is nice because it gives an expanded kind of exposition of some of those big themes and yet expanded into maybe three to five pages that's right yes uh, per section so it's digestible uh light on the footnotes you know going out using a few secondary sources none of them too technical just to kind of illuminate uh, what the catechism is teaching it's not a study in the historical background of the development of the catechism there are very fine works on that uh, but this is really meant to to help people understand more deeply uh the catechism the westminster shorter catechism and again i think the crossover here is i I love the Westminster Shorter Catechism and I'm a Baptist and Bill authored a book on the Westminster Shorter Catechism and he's Dutch reformed. That's right. Uh, I mean, you're the, pre I know. Thank you, Jonathan. You're the Presbyterian in the mix, <laughs> uh, but really it, it just has such great universal crossover appeal because it really is. Su it's such a, a wonderful statement and summary of our Christian faith. It is. It's an excellent summary of biblical truth. And the title, again, is Glorifying and Enjoying God, 52 Devotions Through the Westminster Shorter Catechism, authored by our, our guest today, William Bookestein, also Jonathan Cruz and Andrew Miller. So if you're interested in that, we do have a few copies that we can give away. So if you go to placefortruth.org, click on the Theology on the Go link or to theologyonthego.org, you can enter for a chance to win that. And if you're able to donate, you can do that also at placefortruth.org or alliancenet.org. There are donate buttons on both of those websites. And please pass the word along uh, about this episode and other episodes to those who might be helped by it. If you're able to rate and review uh, this podcast, that helps us a great deal. And, uh, and as always, we would love to hear from you. So if you want to send us any feedback, we would be delighted to engage with that. Thank you, as always, for listening to Theology on the Go, a brief interview about an eternal truth. <laughs>